This morning, there were probably many that woke up and they heard a little thunderstorm and it was raining. And I don't know about you, but I wanted to turn that alarm off and close my eyes and snuggle back under. But uh, I got myself up and I'm so glad I'm here and I'm so glad that you're here. Amen. We do have a lot of people that are out uh, this morning, some people that are out of town. Greg and Angel are at family weekend with Joe down in ULL. And and uh, I know they're having a wonderful time uh, getting to be with him. And Pastor Paul, as I said, he is in uh, my own. And I have a picture that he sent me this morning. Can y'all put that up for me? He preached early this morning there in my own. Look at him. He's in a suit. What? What? And so they, uh, he said it was, a, it was an amazing healing service. He said that they had uh, um, some, some miracles that took place there. And uh, amen, amen. He, uh, he is there for the next several weeks. And I believe we showed like a, a video from him back before uh, that he uh, is going to be there serving our pastors, Pastor Jerry and Pastor Jana Lackey. They are in Malaysia at a conference. And so um, he is there to prepare for Rodney Howard Brown that is doing an African revival tour. He's going all over Africa. And so he's going to be going to my own Botswana. And so he's going to be there for the next couple of weeks preparing for that service and getting everything taken care of. And then um, he's going to be doing some other things as well. So continue to pray for him. Um, when we went to Africa this past summer, I um, got the opportunity to preach for my first time on African soil. Like, you know, officially. Do you know what I mean? Like, officially in a church, you know what I mean? Where you're there and you get to, you know, everybody gets to go. So I was, I was super excited. Um, God had given me a message before I ever knew that I was going to. So kind of by faith, you know what I mean? I was, I was listening and he was downloading this message into me and it was so good. And so when they asked if I would do it, I was like, absolutely, I, don't, I, I am ready, I am good to go. Let's, let's, uh, let's do this thing. And I got up and I got to speak to a room full of beautiful African men and women. And the, the message that God gave me was on the mighty men of David how the, 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 that the Lord gave David these disgruntled, right? These broken, these less than men. And, and by the end of their life, the things that they did, the mighty men of David. And I called forth and I prophesied and I declared over the mighty men of Maun and the mighty men of Botswana and the mighty men of Africa. And then I went and I spoke to the women and I said, women, you are mighty in God. You are mighty women of God. Come on, rise up and join the mighty men of Africa and let's take this ground. And I mean, I was like screaming. I was hollering. I was jumping and I was running. And at one point during the service, all the electricity went out. Push. And it's a, in, in, and in the village church, it's a big sanctuary. It's a, it's a, it's a very large area. It has a huge uh, roof that has this massive fan. <laughs> I won't tell you what's on the fan, but it, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you so you can do your own uh, thing. It says it's a big A fan. <laughs> it says it on it. I just love it. Right? Am I right? She look up and I'm like, yes. And so... I have no voice. There, there's the microphones out. So I just start screaming. 
And I was like, the enemy's not going to silence me. And so I am screaming at the top of my lungs. And it was so good. And they flooded down. And I got to lay hands on the mighty men, the mighty women, the mighty children. And it was awesome. But that's not what I'm going to preach about this morning. You don't get that message. Maybe later. You talk to me later, I'll give it. God's giving you another message for today. Amen? Is that okay? We want fresh manna. We want fresh bread, right? Amen. But hey, our mighty men of CCAM and our mighty women of CCAN, I hope you're listening up this morning. Amen. So come on, let's put your hands on our heart. Let's ask Father God this morning. Lord, I thank you for the word of God. I thank you, Father, that it is powerful, it is mighty than any sharper and sharper than any two-edged sword. Father, I thank you that the words, Father, that come out of my mouth, Lord, Father, that they are sent from heaven. Father, they pierce hearts. Father God, that they end up, Lord, planting a fruitful seed inside of us. And so, Father, we just declare right now, Father, we repeat after me, say, this is good ground. The word is received. The enemy doesn't steal it. It produces a harvest. Come on, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. The enemy don't get to steal this word this morning. This is for you. Come on, turn to the person next to you and say, this is for you. Justin's for you. Okay, now turn it back to Emily and say, no, no, it's about you. It's for you. Okay, so it's for everybody, right? This is a good word this morning, so let's jump into it this morning. Hallelujah. I am excited. So what I want to talk to you about this morning is I want to talk to you a little bit about some of the questions that God asked for you. I don't know about you, but in my life, God has asked me a lot of questions. How about you? Does he constantly seem like he's asking you questions? He's constantly asking me. Um, He's constantly asking me to do something. He's constantly been asking me to step out of my comfort zone. He's constantly pushing me and asking me and saying, you know, come, come. If you go through the New Testament and you look, he was constantly asking questions. And many of you, as you're sitting here, he's asked y'all a lot of questions. Probably the first questions that he asked, he said is, hey, you know, um, will you accept me? Right? And that pretty much your first, first question that he ever asks you when you enter into a relationship with him. He says, hey, come follow me. Come be my disciple. Come accept me. And then you have a choice, right? You can either say yes or no. Thank God for my yeses in hearing then. If you've said yes to him, praise Jesus. Man, it's the best yes you'll ever say in your entire life. I always love it when uh, we see, uh, uh, you know, in... in in my walk when I have had the privilege to lead a child to Jesus. When um, they would say to me, hey, they, uh, they want to talk to, they want to have the opportunity to, you know, they, to, would, you, would you, they have questions about salvation and I get to get on that, you know, on that uh, level of a child and I talk to them and then I say, you want to ask Jesus into your heart? They go, yes. And I'm just like, it's the best decision you'll ever make in your entire life, right? And then, you know, if you keep going, then all of a sudden he begins to ask, you want to be received from the Holy Spirit? Do you want to, do you want to receive the Holy Spirit? Do you want to enter into a relationship with the Holy Spirit? Do you want to be baptized with the Holy Spirit? Do you want to enter into that? And man, if you're, if you're smart and you're wise, come on, what do we answer to that? We say yes. Oh, and I don't just say it one time. Man, I say every day, feel me, right? Feel me. I need you every single day to feel me. You know, then as you begin to walk with the Lord, he just begins to ask you more questions. Come on, some more things. He starts asking you. He's like, hey, will you give me your talent? <sighs> you know, I don't, I don't have a whole lot, but yes, Lord, you, you can have my talent. Um, well, will you give me your time? Because how many of you know time's precious? Gosh, we just stay so busy. This, this, uh, this life that we live in the United States, it's just nonstop. I mean, it's just nonstop. We, we were, we were, 
amazed at how many state holidays that they have in, in Botswana where everything just shuts down. Like, I don't even know, like, if that would have happened. I mean, it's, it's, we don't even shut down for, uh, for, hol- for major holidays, right? You know, like Thanksgiving, they're opening it up even further. You don't even get through the day before you can do Black Friday shopping on a Thursday afternoon. You know what I mean? It's just, it's the pace of everything. But there it just kind of shuts down. You know, but then he starts asking for your time. And, then, and if you're smart and you're wise, then you just say, yes, Lord, I'll, 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 I'll find time for you because you you're more important than anything else, right? So yes, I'll, I'll give him my time, you know. And then he and then he just starts asking, you know, these these crazy questions. He just it's just a it's a lifetime of questions that he asks you. And yes, it's one of the most powerful words. And so whenever you say yes to Jesus, can you, I tell you, just like we, we said earlier, you get all these blessings. Come on. Amen. We get blessings, right? We get benefits. I mean, I've got a I've got a mansion. <laughs> that he has got long care for right now, and he is taking care of it. And y'all know what I, I say. I have got a Krispy Kreme tree that grows outside my window, and it is calorie-free. And, and I'm just going to be on the beach because that's, I had the privilege to go a couple of weeks, days, that I didn't want to leave, and they had to take a knife and put it to my back and make me leave because I just love the beach. So I know my mansion's there. I got all these benefits, Right? I got all these blessings. But can I also tell you that when you say yes to Jesus, when you say yes to the Holy Spirit, when you say yes to giving and laying down your life, come on, when you say yes, it also comes with a lot of challenges. Come on, who, who are, am I talking to somebody? It comes with a lot of hardships. Your yes is with filled with blessings and it's filled with benefits but it is also filled with hardships and it is it is filled with territory that is that is difficult life is difficult i just i just remember for the for the early part of Paul and I our marriage man we 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 um I, <laughs> I fought a lot. You know, I just wanted him to be everything God called him to be. I wanted him to do everything God had called him to do. And it was such, it was such a, 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 it was, it was just such a, a season of our lives that were difficult and it was challenging and there was just so much. And once Paul said yes, and his yes rang all over the world, praise Jesus, because I knew it would. I just thought, man, <laughs> it's going to be so much easier. I was so stupid. <laughs> I was such a fool. Nothing prepared me. What came after that? Yes. Do you understand what I'm saying? I thought that that would be the, the that, that yes would be all that stuff that, that had to get to that point. That would be the hardest thing. I was so, I was so stupid, <laughs> so ignorant. Oh my gosh. So like over the next 20 plus years, um, man, there have been challenges. I found myself in hospital, you know. I found myself hurting. I found myself um, fighting for um, sometimes my peace of mind. Come on. Fighting for the peace of mind for my kids. Fighting for the life of my grandchildren, come on. It's just, life is full 
of difficulty. It's full of challenges. It's full of them. And so um, what ends up happening is that when you say yes, it's kind of the go word for the enemy. Come on. Come on. Y'all got to talk back to me this morning. You know, your yes ends up being the enemy going, oh, what, what did I just hear? What? You said yes? You said yes. Okay, here we go. I got an assignment now. I got an assignment. Hey, you see that? We heard that yes. And that is a potentially a devastating and a, 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 a crazy yes. So assignments and issues and struggles begin to happen because the enemy wants to silence your yes. He wants to destroy your yes. He wants to um, distract your yes. He wants it to diminish your yes. Come on. That's his job. It's his job. But your yes is greater than anything and any ploy and anything he would try to assign to you. Your yes is greater because greater is he that's in me, that yes that's inside me of anything that the enemy would have tried and has done and is in the middle of and that has in the future or whatever might seem to come down my driveway or driveway into this church or in your lives, anything that the enemy has, has, has tuned into you, greater is that yes that's inside of you. Amen? So we're going to be in Numbers, the 13th chapter. And I love this. I wish we could. There's just so much good stuff that's in the, the 13th chapter of uh, Numbers. So a little backstory of what we're looking at. Most of you probably are familiar with this passage. But this is Moses. And they have just um, defeated Pharaoh's army, and they're in a waiting place, and uh, they have come out of that slavery place, right? And their yes is strong, because Moses said, let my people go, and uh, Pharaoh said, no, and da-da-da-da-da, let my people go, and, vote. and Pharaoh said, what, no, and so then da-da-da-da-da, and then Pharaoh said, no, and so it was just, right? It was just until finally he said, just please get out of here. Just go, you know, just leave. And so the, 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 the children of Israel leave, and we know they part the Red Sea. God gets there. You know, the enemies, he changes his mind as the enemy does, and he's right there on their tail. The, 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 the waters part. They walk over to victory. Pharaoh's army is drowned in the sea as it crashes upon them coming out of an incredible miracle. So that's where we land. So let's look at Numbers 13. We're going to go to the first one and two to start with. Okay, so the Lord spoke to Moses. So this is, this is Father God speaking to Moses, okay? And this is what he said in verse two. He said, send men to spy out the land of Cana, which I am giving to the children of Israel. From each tribe of their fathers, you shall send a man and everyone a leader among them. Listen to this. It says, I am giving this land to you. Okay? Moses issued that word to the 12 tribes of Israel and told them to go camp out, to go spy out the land, the land, come on, that God was giving to them. Amen? He gave it to them. Do you understand that before they ever went, the land was there? 
Come on. Before they ever took possession of any fruit or any land that was beautiful, that was full, that was abundant, it was there before they ever put their hand to it. Before the spies ever put their foot into that land, God said he already gave it to them. It was theirs. It was theirs. All they had to do is they had to go possess it. They had to go and take what was rightfully theirs. Amen? They had to go and they had to take it. Look, and the thing that I, I think is so cool about this is in the scriptures, it says, God said, um, God told Moses, he said, I'm giving you this land. God didn't say anything about all the obstacles that was in the land. He didn't mention anything about what was happening in the land. He didn't mention anything about, uh, about the, 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 the inhabitants of the land. He didn't mention anything about, um, about how good or how bad it was. He just told them, it's yours, so go take it. Amen? He said, it's yours. Go spy it out. I'm giving it to you. Okay? He didn't talk about anything that was a problem there. He didn't talk about any of that because you know why? Because it wasn't an issue. God wasn't concerned with what was in the inhabitants of the promised land. He didn't care about it. He didn't care what was waiting out there. He didn't care what the enemy looked like, sounded like, acted like. He didn't care how many there were. He didn't care how many few they were. He didn't care about any of it because for God, it was not an issue. It didn't matter. It didn't matter what was there. It didn't matter. It had no, it had no substance for him. Because he does not deal in our opposition. Because he's defeated the opposition. Come on. He is not concerned about the things that you're battling in your life because he's already battled them. He's not worried about it. He's not sitting over there and he's not walking and saying, oh my gosh, oh my word, what are we going to do? And he's wringing his hands because you're wringing your hands and he's scratching his head because you're scratching your head. That is not how he works. He's done even, he didn't even mention it. It wasn't even an issue. Because when we say yes, when we decide that we're going to inhabit, we're going to, to, to go after the things of God in our lives, it comes with a series of challenges. It's challenging to walk the walk and talk the talk. It is a challenge to be a son and a daughter of God that is full of the Holy Ghost, that is full of his power, that is full of his grace, that is full of his forgiveness. It is a challenge. It is a challenge to walk it. Am I talking to anybody? It's hard. It is hard to sit and be kind to people, right? It's hard when you want to say that you're this Christian and you're just hateful to everybody, right? It is hard to lay that life down, to suck that flesh up, to say that this is, that, that my yes is greater and the things that God has for me is not contingent upon the enemy standing there wallowing in my promise, sitting in my chair. I think about all the things, you know, that God has done for me. Oh, 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 hold on. Josh, can you give me this chair? I think about all the things that God has done for me. Thank you. Just bring it right up here. Let's sit this chair right here. Thank you so much. So I think about all the things that are in the blessings of God, all the things that he has for me, that he says, Ginger, this is yours. Possess it. Now, I know it's just a chair, but let me tell you, if you've been standing for a long time, that chair looks pretty good, right? If you had run a race and you, uh, you, have, you have exhausted all of your energy and uh, you, 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 you just need a place to sit down and rest, 
I want to be able to have the things that God called me to do. Well, what do I, if I do, Emily, if you're sitting there, go sit, go sit, Emily. And if something is possessing the thing, he told me that it was mine. So he's assi- the enemy has assigned, come on, the enemy has assigned someone to take possession of something that's mine. I'm sorry, Emily, but that's my chair. That's what God told me. That is my promise. That is my stuff. So as the enemy sits and he wants to sit and he wants to taunt and he wants to say, mm, this, this sure does feel good. It sure feels good. Oh, my word. How dare she sit in my stuff? That is my chair. God said that was my chair. Why are you sitting in my chair? Because I want it. Well, I'm so sorry, but you can't have it. You can't have it. It is not yours. This is my chair. So you have to exercise. You have to learn the authority. You have to know that you have the right to possess it because God gave it me. It's not yours, and I'm sorry. You have to get your bombosity up, and you need to go. Move. Move in Jesus' name. Amen? So the things that the enemy wants to take, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. It is not your right. It is not your right to sit in my stuff. It is not your right. Come on. The, the, Jesus told the children of Israel, he said, listen, I've already given it to you. The question is this. When the spies went out, 12 of them, you know, they all came back, and they had a different perspective. They had a different view. <laughs> you had 10 that looked at things with their natural eyes. How many of you uh, struggle sometimes to look in the natural? Because sometimes in the natural, it looks impossible. Sometimes in the natural, it looks like there's no way. Sometimes in the natural, it, all it is is lack. All it is, is is less. All it looks like is something that I cannot do anything about. In the natural. So these 10 spies were looking at it through their natural eyes. But there was two of them that had the, the mindset to look at it through the spirit realm. To look at it and say, I see something different. I have said this over and over and over. For any of you who have gone through challenges, who are going through struggles, who have, have faced difficulty in the past, currently, or in the future, take note of this, please. It's not that God is not concerned with your problem, because he is, because he loves us. How many of us are parents when our kids go through things? As a parent, of course. Of course we hurt when our kids hurt, right? We hurt when they don't make the, the, the baseball team. We hurt when they, have, when, they, when they fall down and they hurt themselves. We, we hurt, right? Um, so of course God worries and he hurts about those things, but that's not the biggest thing God's concerned about. God is not as concerned about what you're going through, but how are you acting while you are walking through it? What are you doing when you're in the midst of your difficulty? What are you doing when you're in the midst of your struggle? What are you doing when you're in the midst of trying your best to get your healing? When you're trying to stand on faith? When you're trying to believe God when you don't have and you know that he says you can and in between that little place, how are you acting? What is your attitude? What is your conversations? What are the things that are coming out of your mouth? How do you see this challenge? How do you see this obstacle? How do you see this opposition? Jesus, I mean, God told Moses that I am giving you, now go possess it. They came back with two opposing truths. So you had two that were sitting there and they were looking through faith eyes. They were looking through faith fight. They were looking at the way God said it was supposed to do. And then you had the 10 who were looking at it in doubt. They were looking at it in fear. They were looking at it in, 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 
in the reality of what they could actually see with their very own eyes. But let's look in verse 30, and this is what Caleb said. Come on, this is what Caleb said. I love me some Caleb. I want to be a Caleb. Lord, let me be a Caleb. Let me be, I may change my name. It's Caleb, Caleb is a, it's a guy name, but it's okay, I could be. There lots of, lots of, I could change my name. I want to be a Caleb. In verse 30, it says that Ke- then Caleb quieted the people. I love this. Come on, when everything's going on, can we be Caleb's? Can we say, shh, listen, listen, listen to what I have to say. Caleb quieted him. He said, let us go up at once and take possession, for we are well able to overcome it. He quieted him. And I don't believe he spoke it. Like that, I think he said this way. Let us go up at once. Come on. Let's take possession. (laughs) Had a little bit of different impact, didn't it? We're well able to overcome it. So he quieted them, right? He said, listen, listen, listen. Shh, shh, shh. Be quiet. Listen up. I got something to say. Let us go up at once. And take possession. Kind of sounds a little bit like Hebrews 11.1, 1, isn't it? Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Come on, now. Let's go now. Let's know now. Let, let's, not, let's not think about it. Let's not talk about it. Let's not devise it. Come on, let's do it. Let's go now. Come on, I want to be a Caleb. I want to obey God quickly. Amen? I, obey, I want to obey him now. I don't want to sit and think about it and let my mind, come on, Let my mind begin to look, what if, how come, could it be, I don't know, maybe, I'm not sure, oh, I don't know if he gave that to me, oh, I don't know if it'll hold me up if I sit it down, oh, I didn't, I can talk myself out of it just like that. If you, the quicker you learn to obey God, the quicker you learn to say yes, the quicker you do it, it will cause you to be able to live a life of productivity. If not, you will sit and you will live in your doubt. Oh, I'm preaching, but I'm preaching so good. Dang, you are. And you're looking good too. Thank you. Just making sure you're listening to me. <laughs> Let's look, go on in 31 and 33. I may have had a suit, but I got a dress on today. Hello. Here we go. All right, so in verse 31, but the men who had not gone up with him, come on, the other 10, the majority, okay, we are not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. (laughs) We can't do it. Oh, my God. We're not able to do it. Stronger. And they gave the children of Israel a bad report of the land which they had spied out, saying, The land which he's gone and spies is a land that devours its inhabitants. Oh my God. Oh, I don't care. It was a man. I believe if, if, if a man's going to whine like that and is going to speak against what God's told him to do, I am so sorry. That's a whiny butt. Amen. Will you agree with me? Say amen. All the people whom we saw are men of great stature, and we're so little, and they're so big, whining and complaining. Come on, in verse 33. We saw giants, <laughs> the descendants of Anak. Oh, my gosh, they were huge. We were just like a grasshopper in our own sight. It was, we were in their sight. Oh, 
Come on, you know people. You know people. Right? God tells them to do something. Oh, I just can't do it. I just don't have the time or the energy. In the scriptures, this is crazy. Caleb only used 17 words. 17 words was all that he said. The rest of them, 81 words. You know what that tells me? Doubt's got a whole lot more words than faith. <laughs> Come on. Doubt will, will not shut its mouth. Man, it'll just creep into your dreams. Come on. It creeps up into your, your Instagram reels. You'll be sitting there and you just, all of a sudden, you just, you, just, you just are going. And it seems like everything that you've been thinking about just shows up, you know. You just, doubt just will not shut up. It just keeps on and on and it's whiny and it's weak and it's yucky and I hate it. I hate it. And then, of course, come on in verse 14. What do you think happened next? And all the congregations lifted up their voice and cried. And the people wept that night. <laughs> oh, they just cried all night. Has anybody been there? Oh, my word. Oh, it's too much. It's too big. We can't. I won't. It's not possible. And then, of course, in verse 2, then they all decide to go complain against the voices of faith. Come on. They start criticizing. And then they're just like, if only we had died in the land of Egypt. If only we had died in this wilderness. Why? Lord brought us to this land to fall by the sword that our wives and children will become victims of a giant and will eat all of our wives and our children. Oh, the children, the children. Wouldn't it be better for us to return to Egypt? Oh, I just love these scriptures because it's just people. Three long enough. Oh, my God. Oh! Oh! Gonna make my throat hurt. <clears throat> You're gonna remember this, right? <laughs> doubt is... Oh, doubt, man. Fear. Fear. Man. If you've ever been there and their doctor report comes in, come on. If you've ever been there and in the things that you know that belongs to you and you sit back and you watch the enemy come and sit down and take possession of what you know is yours. You just feel like that now you don't have a right to the chair. Because of, of me and because of everything that somehow or another, um, I don't have the right. Ben, if you're in that place this morning, man, I'm here to encourage you today. We're not, we're not like the 10 whiny, complaining spies. Come on. We cast in that mess out. We are, we are Aaron and Caleb. That's who we are. You see, our yes is now. 
Our yes is, is possession. Our yes is fighting. Our yes rings throughout eternity, and it rings in the heavenly places. Amen? I want us to look in verse 14, and let's go to 7 and 9. Oh, this is fixing to get good. Okay, so they've weeped, they've weeped and they've cried, and they've had gnashing of teeth, and they just want to fire them all, and they want to go back to what that's familiar. They want to go back to their chains. They want to go back to Egypt. And so Joshua and Moses and Aaron, they fall on their face before the congregation. They rip their clothes. And in verse 7, it says, they begin to speak to the congregation of the children of Israel, saying, come on, the land we pass through to spy out is exceedingly good land. They're testifying to the goodness of the Lord. Do you know what I mean? When you look at someone, you can say, let me tell you, what God has for you is good. It is good land. It is abundance. It is more than enough. Let me tell you, I'm testifying to what God has. It is good land. It is good land. And in verse 8, he says, if the Lord delights in us, then we'll bring us into this land and give it to us, a land that is filled with milk and honey. It's a good land. A good land. And then in verse 9, come on. Oh, my gosh. I love this. Oh, buckle up. Here we go. Here we go. In verse 9, it says, Only do not rebel against the Lord, nor fear the people of the land. And look at this. For they are our bread. They are our bread. Their protection has departed from them, and the Lord is with us. So do not fear them. Look at that. It says, for they are our bread. Come on, we're talking about the giants is what Joshua is testifying to. He's saying, uh, uh, they ain't going to eat my children. They're not going to snack on my wife. They're not going to nibble on my toes or my head. No, no, no. They're our bread. We're going to eat them giants. We're going to take them. The kingdom of God suffered violence, and the violent take it by force. Come on. Right. I'm going to eat that giant. I'm going to take it. I'm going to nibble it. I'm going to. No, no, no. It says, he says, listen, God's not with them, so don't be afraid. They may look big, but God's not with them. They may look scary, but God's not with them. Come on. They may have a loud, booming voice, but God's not with them. God's not with them. Let me tell you, there are some giants in our life. There are some battles. Come on, this is prophetic. I hope you get a hold of this. There are some giants in our life. There are some battles in our life. There are some obstacles that we have to overcome because our necessary progression and inheritance needs us to go through it so it changes us. I'm going to say it. Listen, listen. There are some things and battles that we have to go through. And we have to go through them to change us. We have to go through them to change us. Look, the people of Egypt had a slave mentality. Come on. They had no possession of anything. Do you understand what I'm saying? They didn't own anything. 
They didn't know what it was like to take possession of something. They didn't know what it was like to sit in a chair because they were never offered a chair to sit. They had no identity. They had no identity. They had no mindset. So they needed to go and possess the land. They needed to go and fight for what was right so the thing in them could begin to shift and could begin to change and they could come out of that slave mentality so that they could become, what is, what is uh, Romans 8, 37 say? So that they could be more than a conqueror. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? They needed... To go to that land of milk and honey. They needed to go and take possession. What do you think their mentality and their mindset would have been? If, if God had just said, it's yours, go spy it out. And they go and they look and nobody's inhabiting it. Come on, think about it. What if they went and there was nothing there? And all they saw were the big beautiful fruit. And all they saw was the, the, the amazing rivers, all the abundance. And they come back and they say, oh my God, nobody's there. Let's go do it. And they all skip diddy doo dod right into the promised land with no opposition, with no, ob with no obstacle, all of a sudden taking the Egypt mentality and taking it into the promised land. What do you think would have happened? <laughs> What do you think would have happened? They would not have been able to take ownership of it, to be, to be, uh, um, to be caregivers of it, to appreciate it. Sometimes when you got to fight for something and you go toe-to-toe -to -toe and you get it, you're proud of the fact, unless somebody just gave it to you. You know, I mean, I think about like, like uh, when, I mean, I, I went back to school in my 30s and, and, you know, and I had to fight hard to get my degree. But what if I had just went to the college and said, I want to be a teacher. And they say, okay, well, here, here's your, here's your certificate. You go, go. What if a brain surgeon said, I just want to be a brain surgeon. Okay, well, we'll let you. Here, here's your degree. So you have some brain surgeon trying to do surgery on you that hadn't been trained, that has no knowledge, that has no skill set, that has no idea what he's doing. And, and he goes and he starts operating on you and he just kills you. You. <sighs> that is worth your time, anything that is worth your effort, anything that is important, you got to fight for it because then you appreciate it. You appreciate it. All right, listen to me. I'm fixing to close this up. <laughs> so when these giants show up, when God tells you and you begin to learn what you have a right to, what you have possession of, what is yours. Come on, what are some things that God gives us? Well, he, I can tell you right now, he gives us peace of mind. He gives us a sound mind. He gives us a divine health. He gives us prosperity. Come on, he gives us wonderful relationships. He gives us great marriages. He gives us great kids. He gives us uh, abundance. He gives us the ability to be blessed when we walk in. And then he gives us the ability to bless when we walk out. He gives us the ability, no matter what I put my hand to, oh my gosh, all of a sudden it prospers. Come on. Those are the things that he has, has, has given me. He's given them to me. So when, what happens when giants show up? What happens when those giants show up and they start taunting me and they tell me that I can't be healed? What, what happens when those giants come up and they try to steal my, my sound mind? And all of a sudden, I'm a nervous wreck, and I'm anxious all the time, and I'm, and I'm running my hands around, and I'm thinking, oh my God, I'll never be able to see the end of this horrible thing. I'll never be able to write another check that's, that has lots of zeros on it because I've just lost everything. Come on, what happens when those giants show up? What happens when it comes knocking at your door? 
Hey, hey girl, hey guy, come on. What do we do? What do we do? Well, I'll tell you what we do. We become, we become Caleb and we look and we, don't, we do not fear. Come on, say, we do not fear. Come on, we do not doubt. Come on, say it. We do not doubt. We do not complain. Woo! I Cheerios this morning. Oh my gosh. I know y'all talk like this and complain and whine and groan and moan and stomp a foot, maybe. I don't know. I've not seen your little little pity party fit throwers, but I I see y'all because I've done it. I've seen it in my mirror. This is what we say. I am consuming that giant. He is my bread. It is my bread. And you are standing. You are sitting. You are laying. You are possessing what is mine. So I'm going to suggest to you, enemy, you pack your bags, you take all your stuff, and you leave. Because you do not have a right to what God has promised me. Amen? Stand up. Stand up. Stand up. Stand up. Come on. We're going to consume some giants. Amen? <laughs> I love a good fight. I do. I'm sorry. I don't know if y'all. I grew up watching boxing. Oh, my gosh. I love to go to a boxing match. UFC, I'll, I'll sit there and I'll watch it and get a little, you know, with the gore. But, I, man, you know, I, I kind of like it. I, I like a good fight. I love a good, brave heart scene. I love, uh, uh, you know, when the odds are down and, and, and somebody rises up and says, oh, I don't think so. <laughs> Not on my watch. Not today. Not today. Not today. We do not doubt. We do not fear. So whatever you're going through this morning, come on. I'm, a, I'm extending my faith with your faith. Let's turn the lights down for just a minute. And we're, we're going to just take care of some business before I, before I, I uh, dismiss. I just want to be obedient to what the Holy Spirit says this morning. So let's just, can we just take a couple of minutes, and I promise I'm going to get you out in just one second. Okay, Father God, I thank you this morning, Lord. I thank you, Father God, for all that you're doing. I thank you, Father God, Lord, that you are moving.